0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is T.C. Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, we celebrate the coming of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Mountain with our thoughts on the first hour of gameplay, plus new DLC of your favorite games premiere this week. Then, in our final stage, I talk about why you don't have to be a fan of Xbox to be a fan of Phil Spencer. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra's Select Start with your host, xavier josiah power up and game on to another game-filled edition of Select Start the Video Game Podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am your host Xavier Josiah and in this episode, this is going to be a special episode. We're not doing reviews this episode. This in fact may be the first episode to ever have a final stage segment that is Xbox related. Why? Because we're going to talk about Phil Spencer. Uh, For those who don't know, who are not in the zeitgeist of everything, Phil Spencer is and, um, he's a business executive. More notable, he is the CEO of Xbox Game Studio. He went on a podcast recently, a, um, a Xbox Community podcast recently, to discuss the status and state of the Xbox division right now. And we're going to talk about why I have so much respect for him, and you should have a lot of respect for him. I'm not an Xbox fan. You guys know I have. I I, I'm not dogging out Xbox in terms of like it's a crappy system it is not a crappy system it is a very solid hardcore heavy you know game console it is a great system it is not the best out there because it doesn't provide a lot of uh, you know AAA games it doesn't have any games that people want to just jump onto there's a, a niche fan base for it so it it tends to drop in terms of placement against you know other companies like Nintendo or Sony or PlayStation to that matter. And recently he addressed this in for in a 40 minute interview that he had on his podcast, and we're going to talk about why you don't have to be an Xbox fan to not be a fan of him and what we can learn from what he was talking about in this episode. And it's, it's, it's a lesson that even non-gamers can really learn from this. And it's something that we desperately all need to do today. So we'll reach, when we reach the final stage, we will definitely talk about that. I gotta tell you, I'm surprised that I sound as spry as I am. I maybe I'm on just like, I just had my chai tea, of course. And I don't know if that is going to help me throughout the day because. <laughs> I spent the first hour of the night at 12 midnight playing legend of zelda tears of the mountain it is out today it is officially out now if you got it digital it's in a stroke of midnight well not even a stroke of midnight that's not true because at 202 1202 last night i tried to activate this damn thing and, and uh, it didn't unlock and it gave me the message saying you cannot play the software or downloadable content yep please try again later restarting your console or entering nintendo eShop will not affect the ability to get this content so i'm like okay this is going to be a midnight release i'm just going to wait it's going to release it's going to unlock and in fact no more than two three minutes later it did and i started playing this game so let's talk about the first hour only the first hour because i will not give a full review until next week but far be it from me to not talk about what I experienced this first hour and it did not disappoint one bit. I'm not going to spoil the details because like I am, it is 9 AM in the morning right now. And there are some people, even though they even got it digitally, they can't stay up at night to play this game. Even though some, I believe some people have even though knowing that they got to go to work the next morning. So I will not try to spoil too much, but you, I mean, it's only an hour. You can't really, you know, Revealed, but so much here, but I will tell you this. I was already sucked in immediately into this game. The, it just, even though I, I played the, uh, dynasty warrior, you know, uh, Hyrule warriors, you know, version of this just recently. And it still looks just as just beautiful. This game just felt so great in my hands. The movement of link just feels much better than it did before. It feels fantastic. And just those little points of detail, again, it's just amazing. You're so immersed into this new aspect of Hyrule that they're in now during the calamity and whatnot, and it starts you off with Zelda and link in this cave. And they're trying to find research, this cave. Take note. The funny part about this is that. Link is like, he has full hearts, like almost like 20 30 hearts already full so it's telling you basically this is the god of war thing god of War did this a lot and i used to it used to kill me and have used to crack me up to see this because you're all fully powered in and you're already like you know you're in god mode already at the very beginning and then something happens where you get into this dangerous situation and it depletes all of your energy all your powers are done and everything it just happens and whatnot and suddenly you're just at square one again and you got to get back to the top and this is exactly what happened so when i saw that they were highlighting your health to full blast i knew like oh he's gonna lose that and it's hilarious and this is exactly what happened so zelda and link are in this cave and um zelda is taking pictures of these ruins and checking out the in, discovering what's to happen and discover this great war or whatnot in the secrets of this great war. And they end up in this They end up going deeper into this cave where this old villain I forgot his name. It doesn't matter because I'm not going to spoil anything. They come across this main villain who depletes links powers not only deletes his powers but takes his arm. He no he lost his arm and taking shades of Thor Ragnarok they destroyed the master sword. That broke my heart in the in the in the pieces, just like it did the master sword. So, but this is something that I, we already knew that was going to happen, and we just didn't know how it was going to happen in this case. So he doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have the master. Well, he has still has the master sword, but it's in pieces. It's ruined. It's rusty. And in this place of his arm is now this like demon arm that was replaced thanks for thanks to this spiritual power or whatnot. So now he has the master sword, which is like, it's deteriorated. It's, it's like, it's not there. So he follows this voice. He jumps because this is link. He doesn't even think about it. He jumps off a cliff, which is, which is what we see in, you know, in prior commercials leading up to this and he's up in the sky and he's flying to the clouds and it just looks so beautiful. You just see this vast world. This amazingly vast world, and you're thinking, and, and again, like I did when Breath of the Wild came out, I kept thinking, "This is from the Nintendo Switch. How the hell did they make something look so beautiful, so vast, so big in this little console?" What they basically, what Nintendo really does is they Tony Stark this damn game. They made an arc reactor called Zelda Breath of the Wild and Zelda Tears of the Mountain and Hyrule no Hyrule Wars is a little bit smaller than this but they took this breath of the wild series compacted this arc reactor powered game into this little small device and people in there's sony and playstation and there's xbox who are trying to figure out how the hell did they keep doing this because games like this ends up being ended up being game of the year because of the what they not only what this thing looks like not only how it plays but how are they able to compact and condense all of this world into this thing to make it look so believable and it gets you so religiously immersed into the experience that it's like it's something it's not like anything that you ever see from like triple a games and we've seen vast robust AAA open world games before but none of them do it in the spirit of this it's just a work of art so he's falling you see the logo pop up and then he lands and apparently when he lands into this paradise of time apparently he sees this robot who uh informs him that zelda left him this device this device is none other than the pura pad which is like a new version of the pad that he had in breath of the wild but now it's shaped to look like a nintendo switch which i thought is awesome so you are now entering this new realm, this new land and you have to meet Zelda. You come across the the source of the right arm, which his name is Roru, and he's telling you that, you know, he's glad that you survived and he, you know, you're going to use this arm to help, you know, take your advantage and you're starting back from scratch again. You don't have the master sword. You don't have any other abilities. If you remember what you did in Breath of the Wild, this is no different. You're going to be doing it now. This is going to be a lot of survival. What I love about this game is the attention to detail, much like the first game so far. When I dropped from the sky and dived right into water, you come out the water drenched and you see the water just falling off your body as you're walking away. It's stuff like that, that just utterly amazing. This is a work of art. You can never like, this is what gamers should be be creating. This is what game developers should be creating. I should say, not live service games that are gonna try to nickel and dime you. They should be playing this. And I, I will say this, if you paid $70 for this, no fault. It's worth $70. I'm telling you this now. It's gonna be worth $70 to play. However, Nintendo, Gives you the option, I've said this before, gives you the option to buy in and invest in the game voucher series. If you have an uh, online, you can get the game voucher series for $99, which entitles you to two games. One of which is Legend of Zelda Tears of Mountain, which is a $70 game, which means you could get another game with the value of up to $60 or more. that's it within the list of games that you, that they provide. Do the math. That means if you pay $70 for a $99 game, that means you're only paying less than $30 for a second game, which is valued at about $60 within the list of games that they recommend. That is a freaking great deal. Go get it. If you haven't gotten it, I'm just saying like it's. That I don't understand. Like, why would you go? And, and, and here's the thing, too. This is the this. the I, I'm, a, I'm a work smarter, not harder type of person. So I'm going to do things that are more reasonable. You know, there's the community that still likes the physical games and they will pay out of pocket for the physical games because somehow there's a nostalgic deal to doing that. And they believe that there's some value to some of the stuff that they have. And honestly, it is about value and we'll see down the line whether that value is still going to be true whether people are going to want to you know buy into that we'll see but you're paying probably more than that because there's some bundle packs or whatever like that but man I'm telling you this game this game was just worth the money to get the voucher (laughs) it's just so so awesome so going back to the game itself I said this is we're going to be a survival mode which means there's going to be a lot of you know using different weapons that are going to be breakable because that's what the breath of the wild dale does um they're going to be things that you're going to collect along the way like items to eat and all the stuff and um there's also one of my favorite aspects the stamina i enjoy the stamina mode because whether you're running whether you are climbing or whatever and, and that's what it all comes down to the climbing ability you can climb virtually anywhere in the game and I mean virtually you can climb anywhere in the game like there's no limit to where you how you could traverse through the game you're able to do it and that's what it, uh, people loved about it cuz when you're playing a game like Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West which are awesome freaking games that it, that are there's a lot of similarities to the Zelda series and the Breath of the Wild series but there's some limitations this game, that game, in, in terms of memory space, is way more than what Zelda is. In fact, let me go back to see what Zelda provides here. Because in terms of uh, memory space here, uh, can we get this? this? I want to see, because I guarantee you, the memory space from Zelda Breath of the Wild, no, it, it, it doesn't pell in comparison. It does not. So I want to see, manage software, let's see what we got. Go back. I'm going into my Nintendo Switch right now. Biggest game it looks like I have so far is Mortal Kombat, which is 32 gigs. Zelda. Zelda Tears of a Mountain is only 16.3 gigs. And this thing has a massive world around it. That's around the same size as Diablo 3. A little bit under Smash Brothers Ulti- Smash Brothers Ultimate is a gig larger than this. And it's going to provide so much more. And this is insane. And which by the way, that means that this game is even larger than breath of the wild that just, oh my God, this is, this is incredible. Like breath of the wild, wasn't this big. And, and trust me, I, you know, somebody with a, I have a terabyte you know sd card in here you know i got a lot of games in here stored i still got 44 gigs left of games to download in here um the fact that it's bigger than like about seven of the games that i already have in here it's already as big as that is that's insane okay um and i know breath of the Wild, i know horizon forbidden west is larger i know there's a lot of games that i own on a ps5 that is larger yet for some reason what they're doing with this game is incredible so um i've made it to the first shrine puzzle right now so um, i'm i have to figure that out and get through that once i get through that you know i'm good to go but that's where i stopped and i was like i had to force myself to go to bed because i know i could spend all night playing this game and i figure like i'll play it right after this damn episode right now and, and enjoy it from there so also my amiibo is on its way to this place right now it's uh you know i got it i pre-ordered it from amazon again i'm not going to GameStop and waiting in line and all that stuff like no i'm, I'm not down with that <laughs> i'm good um I you know what i kind of wonder too let me see where the status of this is coming uh where is my amiibo that's she- you Hey, Thank you, Amazon. Oh, I got speaking of Amazon. We got to talk about that too. That that's uh something I'm going to be bringing up too, because there's another lesson that we all need to learn when in terms of buying game accessories on uh Amazon. And I learned a valuable lesson that I wasn't intending to learn anyway. So, yep, it is out for delivery. Should be here today. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And I. Never got a chance to get a Zelda amiibo during the breath of the wild time. I said I was not missing out this time around and I ended up, uh, pre-ordering this one, so I I will be having my first Zelda, um, amiibo here coming soon, which I believe is going to add on to the experience of this as well. So, ah, get ready people. We're going to have a great, great, and all this is leading up to June. We're leading up to June, which again, street fighter five, I mean six my god Street Fighter 6 is coming uh we're gonna be talking about that too because there's another open beta coming as well and oh my god this is just this is a great time to be a gamer in 2023 everything that we went through from 2020 and 2021 and 22 it's all coming back we're getting that feeling back again I I feel it it's just you know there's a lot going on in the world but we need to get that fandom feel back that we had in 2019 and the 2010s period you know once you know the 2010s was just so great and we it, we always we used to always say it was a, it's a great time to be a fan and i believe it still is and i believe we need to get that back and have all of us enjoy community together you know so let's get it popping people all right Let's move on to some other things because this is not the only thing that released this week. We also have some new DLC drops this week, including Marvel Midnight Suns Bloodstorm. You guys, remember I talked about on the uh, Sunday show, we talked about the fact, the unfortunate uh, news that uh, this game will be canceled on the Nintendo uh, Switch, um, which sucks. It really does suck because this is such a great game. But... I could see that this is an extremely complex game and i could possibly see why they felt that they couldn't add this on even though we got zelda tears of the mountain which is a extremely robust game i you know i don't understand why some of these uh developers i mean there's some great developers out there but man they they expose themselves when they are are able to do things like this and it's Sad that as a consumer or a gamer but you should be consider yourself as consumer that we don't see these things you know and because of that because we don't acknowledge things like that you know we get games like um multiverse that gets nominated and wins awards that they shouldn't win and that that, that to me tears me up but marvel midnight suns regardless of the fact that it's not coming on a Nintendo switch it's still one of the best Marvel games to come out in quite some time um that is not Spider-Man put it pretty much this game was awesome from start to finish and it just seems like every with every update that it get that it gets that it, it just gets better and it, it you know they improve on it even more so Visually, especially, like it looks way better than it did when it, when it first uh, arrived. You know, they they uh, improved on the visual and cosmetics of this game immensely. The character models are always so awesome looking, and uh, I, I really enjoy this game. Then the stories at, at that are awesome, great, and this one is no different. Got a chance to play a little bit of Bloodstorm uh, to you know before the uh, takeover <laughs> of uh, of Zelda, but. I love the stories of this game this one's no different. I end up, you know, investing in the final entry into this season. I don't know if they're gonna get a new group of people. If they do, I'll buy in this time because now I know I'm gonna be just investing in the PlayStation 5 version. If they do come out with another season, I'm fully in on it. I'm gonna get the season pass of that one too. Because the great part about this is that they provide so much quality to these DLCs. You're not only getting the characters, but you're getting a story, a side story within these characters and a replayable side story because you could go and play New Game Plus and do all this all over again. And which I'll someday I will absolutely do. This game is worth going back to. And in this one, it seems to involve Storm who is having conflict with sin um you know who's the the uh red skull's daughter who once again comes in and has some plans for hydra and whatnot so now we got the x-men involved with hydra wolverine ends up calling uh iliana or magic to help out storm and they go on a journey to stop you know hydra from whatever plans that they're going through and you know now we see storm teaming up with the midnight suns to uh which they're all coming in to help so it seems like it's an ongoing thing it's it's Dracula it's Lilith which is the main story but now the after stories involves Dracula or Sin and in this case I believe I almost spoil what happened with the Morbius story but um these seem to be the main part uh, you know after stories of those other two so um if you haven't gotten this game now is the time the entire game is out I believe the entire first season is out um you know alongside the main story this is such a great game and the car battle system is just so much fun what one of the best car battle games i you know this goes up with dragon ball uh heroes world missions and of course my all-time favorite is snk versus capcom card fighters uh from the nintendo neo geo pocket era three of my favorite car battle games ever and uh I don't see any other ones that i, I would enjoy from that point but go out of your way and get that it's such an immersed uh game experience highly recommend it sd gundam battle alliance if you're a gundam fan you'll be down with this i wouldn't recommend this game for everybody this is not everybody game this is clearly for gundam fans i am a gundam fan so i'm in but there's a new dlc that came out with the new uh gundam model uh suits gundam aerial and saletta mercury so those are now in addition to everything that you yeah. haven't um Gundam SD Gundam I've talked about this was it's a fun game for Gundam fans but not everybody's game and you know this DLC while free it doesn't really provide much in terms of like storytelling or whatnot so it's just another addition to the library of Gundam you know models that you like if this is one of your favorite Gundam models from one of the series that you like then they got it for you here so it's there so nothing more to it it is one of my it is one of the best Gundam games I've played I will say this not since the last the best Gundam game I've played prior to this was um, the Dynasty Warrior Gundam series I thought that was a lot of fun and awesome to play and this is one of the different ways to you know to play the Dynasty Warrior series with that. I wish they would have somehow just reported that back in because we haven't had a game like that since and there are other Gundam games out there but I don't think that they really they're mostly multiplayer games so if you want a single player experience those are really not the best games to play in my opinion so but this one is you can play it single and you can enjoy multiplayer as well so they do have a story to it it's not the most engaging story and uh or uh immersive story in the world but it is it it is what it is dragon ball xenoverse still kicking after all these years since 2017 and it's still coming out with content so this one is the one that a lot of fans have been waiting for because we since the movie dragon ball super Super superhero has been out people have been dying to play piccolo in orange form and the power awakening as well as the especially this one gohan beast which is now available in those uh in this latest dlc package as well plus they said a new scenario is out along with some new clothing gear that you could buy as well. is all available right now on Dragon Ball Xenoverse. So I honestly, I still love Dragon Ball Xenoverse. I I cannot believe that they lasted this long. This is probably the longest running live uh, service game. It wasn't originally a live service game. It was originally like just a, or ongoing game. I, you could call it too. I, I would like to call it more of an ongoing game than a live service game because it gives you the option to buy currency using real, uh, real money, but you don't have to do that you don't have to like that's for lazy people you can level up very easily in the game by just playing the game and playing the story modes of the game and all the stuff and it's offline they give you the option to play offline and online it's not online reliant i absolutely love this game i like the fact that all the dragon ball games are are not online reliant dragon ball fighters too you can choose to play offline and play it on the road or online and play it with other people you and going to the lobbies and stuff like that i'm happy that they give you that option to do that so if you're still playing dragon ball's universe and there is a community of people that is still religiously like they play this i i i find it amazing it's like they remind me of the people who are religiously following the mcrib around the world to this day since the mcrib ever came out and you have a this was a real thing I, like if you're a kid growing up in like last few years this is a thing. McDonald's would come out with this McRib, and people loved the McRib so much back then, and it was good when it first came out. I ain't gonna front, but the McRib was so great that they were group. They were McRib groupies, and you think the stuff that, that people doing today was stupid? Yeah, if people stuff that people are doing today is very stupid, but it's not to say that you know people weren't doing stupid things back then. People would follow the McRib from county to county and there was a group of people before there were facebook groups there were actually people in the real world that would come together and actually go on the road to follow where the mcrib will be next like like these people who i'm pretty sure have day jobs or whatever like that at least i think they do because they need the money they got to get the money somewhere they would go from state to state just to eat the McRib. that is a real thing that was a real freaking thing before social media people <laughs> you know what can you say but you know lo and behold there's still people that are playing xenoverse there were a lot of people that were still faithfully playing marvel uh, avengers there were some deniers that marvel avengers was not a great game or there were some people who just played it and wondered why were people complaining about it because you weren't there for the first time but you know there's some faith there's some faith-based um gamers out there To say the least and to bandai namco's credit they do provide some really awesome things for this and is you know they xenoverse has a lot to it like there's a lot to play in xenoverse i just it's time to to put it to rest and after this they they really need to put it to rest and especially because you know the new dragon ball fighting game will be coming out soon um and, and it's in the works so I, hopefully this means that this is the means of the means to the end. And, um, we can move on from there, but the new scenario, I will say this new scenario is based on the movie. So it may be worth going, jumping back in to check that out whenever you can as well, so I mentioned street fighter six and there is a new open beta coming May 19th to May 21st. So it's the weekend of it's next weekend. Also the weekend that fast X comes out. Or fast 10 or whatever like that comes out so um you'll have a time to get back in and jump in to check out eight new characters in various ways to play online if you already be if you already uh approved to play the beta before you will be approved to do it again they will ha- you know if you didn't you'll have to apply to get in uh to do the beta this time around but um the only reason why i'm going to jump back in because i already got the demo and i already got what i want to play and that's the uh world uh the world tour mode, which I absolutely love I'm almost cursed right now because I love that so much, but, um, oh my God, David to hell, but I want to check out what eight characters that you're going to be able to play and, uh, enjoy that as well. So I'm looking forward to checking that out, but, uh, it's coming. It, we, how many more days we got? Cause it's coming June 2nd. We got one, two, less than a little over two and a half weeks before the premiere of uh of street fighter six and that's it we're, we're just it's no turning back at this point this is gonna be an awesome 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 year of uh great things going on in our favorite fandoms folks so stay tuned for that and uh, if you want to register go onto their website right now go and get the uh your make sure you have your capcom id registered as well in and uh see if you get uh approved check it out it's a great experience all right I also mentioned, and this will be the last thing I'll talk about before we jump into our final stage. I mentioned Amazon and I mentioned game accessories. Okay. Decided to buy a new dual sense controller, you know, a different one to, you know, cause I, here's the thing. I have a dual sense control. I have two already, you know, the normal white ones. However, one of them I use for my iPad to play because every once in a while i like to use the um the remote play and i like to watch tv while you know playing on the ipad and it works beautifully that way um especially if you have a really strong bandwidth problem came when i ordered this new one i got i I went and brought a black one this time because i wanted to contrast and i wanted to you know make sure i know which one is which this time because i always have a problem figuring out which one is which is like will i label it or I, I. Better yeah. I'll just buy a new controller, one that with a different color this time as my main. So I decided to buy one, I brought a black one, I went online, noticed this one was like less than the normal price. I figured it was on sale maybe because of the color or whatever like that. I bought it, it got here. And the minute I opened up the Amazon box, I noticed that this looked like it was tampered with a little bit. And lo and behold, I started, I, I registered it into the PS5, played it, and noticed immediately a lot of major drifting issues with this controller. I'm like, why? This is is really not right. So I played WWE 2K23 with it, and you know, because you got to use the analog sticks to do certain maneuvers and certain moves and whatnot, and the major drifting issues with this it was not doing what i was commanding you know the commands i was doing i was requesting to do on the controller and it took me a while i'm like all right maybe if i just reset it maybe if i just reboot it delete you know registry and re-registered it no still doing it so i came to the point that i was like you know what i'm just gonna have to return this this there's some issues with this. this is a major issues so i went on the amazon chat two things i'm gonna say. Amazon's customer service is really solid and stellar. I have, I've returned things before and had no issues. It is one of the most smoothest processes. And this is somebody who worked for retail for over like seven years prior to working in corporate for 10 years. It's some of the most stellar and solid say what you will about Jeff Bezos. At some point you got to understand why the dude has earned the money that he does, whatever he does with his money and whatever he does, it's a whole new thing. But and the way he does his business is a whole other thing but the service that he provides that amazon provides is some of the best i've ever seen i mean i did the chat i did i did chat i didn't d- decide to do calls even if if i did calls it still would have came out the same way and and, and the service would have been just as great because i've spoke to people before and they helped me out greatly and the and the transaction was the process and the transaction was just as great but Lo and behold, the, ch- the guy I was chatting with, or the person I was chatting with, you know, informed me, like, because I told him, like, there was major, there was major drifting issues. I noticed that the box was tampered with. I, my thoughts, my theory was that maybe somebody opened the box, played it, and then put it back in. Technically, that's true, but I was thinking in forms of internal staff or whatever like that. No, it turns out that I actually purchased a used controller, and the uh the person on the chat informed me and asked me did I know it was used like I'm like no if I did I wouldn't even bought it I thought it was just on sale so lesson one make sure when you buy these products that you look to see if these are the actual new or used I didn't realize it was used that was my fault however he didn't fault me for that and we started moving on so he went on to process um he sent me the the label the label to uh return it luckily for me I'm very fortunate for this because here in University City, Philadelphia, I am just blocks away, literally a little over like a mile away from an Amazon center and because I live near a college campus area. So there's conveniences right there. So all I have to do is take a healthy walk on a nice day <laughs> into the campus where there's a Wawa too. And I could get something to drink there. One of their smoothies too. So I made a day out of it. I took a beautiful walk up to the campus, um, just as they're kicking those kids out from gra- uh, for the end of the year. Yes, lovely, because that means better bike riding for me. Um, And I took it in, returned it, got my uh, refund back immediately. Within like two hours, I got my uh, deal back. So here's the thing, lesson two, if you have a, if you're fortunate enough to live near an Amazon center, take it there always take it there because you're if you're trying to get a refund back you'll get it much faster that way you get it way way fast because this is at a facility now they confirm that it's re- been returned return once they scan it in like in less than two hours you'll get your refund back whereas if you go to you know return it via usps or ups it may take a tiny little bit like a day or two to do As opposed to like an hour or two to do but even still that you know ups gets to there as fast as they can and you'll get your refund back within you know that 24-hour period of the returning but if you're at an amazon station it's their station they'll confirm it if they confirm that it's a return they scan it in boom you get your money back immediately so remember that but the biggest lesson from this is never buy used gaming accessories from amazon because you may get crap like that it's one of those things that you don't, you never know, you know, this is the, this is probably one of the better this is probably one of the biggest positives of GameStop or game stores in general is that when you buy you stuff, you can literally test it when you're in those facilities to make sure that that actually is working the way it should be. And even still they refurbish a lot of their, you know, accessories that are used. So when you get it, they don't sell it, if it's not quality if it's not up to standard when you buy from amazon which is why another reason a lot of times i tend to not buy clothing from amazon um because i'm a little bit wary of certain aspects of that there are certain accessories that i will buy clothing is not one of them so and now game accessories is another thing so i would highly recommend never to buy used game accessories on Amazon because you don't know what you got to get. And if you don't live near an Amazon, uh, station, like I do, it'll be more, it will be a much more tedious experience for you to have to go through all that and get labels and have to print out late Cause here's what I probably would have had to do if there was not an Amazon station there, I may not have been able to do that. And I would have probably had to go to, cause I don't have a printer. So it means I would have had to go to a printing, a uh, UPS store to go do that if we have one, or a CVS to do it there, or, you know, somewhere where there's a station UPS to be able to provide stuff like that, if they have it, or a copy store that does it too. Luckily, again, I live in a college-based area, so I have more options to do it in the area that I live in, but that doesn't go for everybody else. So, you know, just a lot of those lessons to go on and um, always buy new, always buy new, (laughs) that's just, that's plainly it, 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 unless unless you're in a game store, always buy new. So, folks, that will do it for this segment. We're going to take a break, come back. And when I reach the final stage and enter the final stage, I will talk about Phil Spencer and why I have so much respect for him in the midst of all of the things that are going on with the Xbox division. We'll do that right after this. You have entered the final stage of this program, and I'm here to talk about something I never thought I would actually talk about. That is the waving of the white flag in the gaming industry held by none other than Phil Spencer himself. Phil Spencer, the CEO of the Xbox studios division. Has pretty much admitted and opened up to the state of where the Xbox one lies within the gaming wars right now and also talking about the downfall of a lot of what's been going on with that company and it was it was brutal it was something that i wouldn't wish on anybody not in particular myself is to say like you know if i'm competing with other people you know in in, in the gaming world trying to get the top bill for who's the best you know in in the gaming it's hard to be the the you know be live or anywhere on social media with thousands upon thousands of people and fans of yours to say that you guys aren't the best out there and and, and that's exactly what he did he went on to this he recently went on to this podcast uh which is known as the kind of funny uh games uh very popular you know, podcast or show that Xbox, uh, works with on occasion. And, um, they did an X cast episode with Phil Spencer on air. And this was planned for him to do, to talk about the state of Xbox. Cause lately we've heard reports that Microsoft, um, pretty much has not been happy with the Xbox division and the sales that they've been getting, uh, the game pass, you know, situation, which, you know many fans of xbox or many gamers xbox love because they gain advantage they get access to games that they would normally pay for out of pocket and they get to play those games for free the bad part is is not really helping the game developers the game developers are losing money from putting their games on the X Pass. but gamers are happy with it so that's one thing the other thing is A lot of the games that they're coming out with and you got to kind of mix the pc gaming with it because there's a connection there with the microsoft thing but a lot of the pc games and a lot of xbox games aren't living up to standards whether they're just you know rush games that are coming out and such like that much i mean recently we talked about star wars um you know jedi you know survivor which had some issues major issues on pc little issues on xbox and little even smaller issues on the playstation 5 to which i believe they're fixed now and they were fixed after i believe the release of this um this podcast um for the console versions not the pc version pc version has some major major issues on there that they're still working on but another game that was mentioned was redfall which was supposed to be a game that a lot of people were looking forward to in Xbox, um, you know, Microsoft and Xbox were promoting heavily, and the game came out and it didn't live up to expectations of the fans, and the fans were, um, you know, really crapping on it. Reviews were really, really crapping on it, you know, giving it some of the lowest reviews in Xbox history, uh, or according to some reports. And this is a really just puts Xbox and actually Phil spencer in a really bad place so you would think in in some cases we've seen companies before that had bad games and they sometimes will sweep it under the rug pretend it didn't happen pretend it didn't exist it didn't and hide away from it and there were some who don't i will give credit to cd project red their company when uh when cyberpunk 2077 came out they owned up to it Not only did they own up to it, but they fixed the problems. They corrected it. They, the game was it's eons better than it ever was. And for me to come back and play that game and really enjoy that game. Because I was, I, at the time I was not a first person, you know, fan. I wasn't a fan of first person shooter games. And I decided to say like the hype for cyberpunk 2020 was so high that I was like, all right, I'm jumping in. And this was at the time when I had a PlayStation four, I still have a PlayStation four, but this was before I got the PlayStation five version. And this is at the time when PC could actually, the PC community could actually gloat on this because that was one of the games that played better on a PC or in a next gen console than it did on the PlayStation 4. It was awful on the PlayStation 4. So much so that they declined it. They discontinued it on the PlayStation 4. And it's exclusive, it became exclusive to the new gen console games of PC. But after a while, they, they nerfed the price down, dramatically to like $24 so I was like all right I got my money back I and they gave refund backs for this game uh they gave full refund um back for this game like I, I spent 100 on this game and they Sony for the first time in rare time that they did this they actually gave refunds for this game that's how bad it was but then they resold it for $24 as a way of saying you know we it's our fault we still want you to play this game because we believe that we're gonna provide a really great game here and they did and I think a lot of that stems from the animated. They came out with as well. That really kind of gave people a resurgence of wanting to play this game. So I went back into the game, played it, it was the experience I've been waiting for, and I became a first person shooter fan since, um, actually I became more of a, it wasn't this game that got me. It was Tokyo, um, Ghostwire Tokyo that really brought me in, but this game Also, you know, I gave it a chance and it, you know, to their credit, they, they admit up, they owned up to it and they fixed the problem. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Phil Spencer did the exact same thing. It's hard to be a leader and to admit defeat, but that man did that in this 40 minute interview. The guys from kind of Fundy gamers who are major fans, like they're, they're major. I would. It's safe to say I've never watched them before. I never watched because it's very Xbox heavy. And it is for the Xbox community. But I will give credit, credit to them. They gave him questions that he did not want to answer, but he answered it and kudos to them for answer, asking the hard questions and kudos to him for answering them. Honestly, even no matter how brutal it was, but within it, what I loved about it is that I saw the passion in him. And that's why, you know, as a PlayStation owner and a gamer and fan and a Nintendo owner and a gamer and fan, this is a time where I could easily gloat for this because there are so many people that would come on social media and talk about how PlayStation is trash and Nintendo is trash and Xbox is the deal. They did the same thing when Microsoft Zune came out too. You know that I had people who had said the same thing about Microsoft Zune. Where is Microsoft Zune now? Okay. So let let's let it go. But with that said, this is not a time to really gloat. This is a time to pay respect because something that one of the guys, one of the hosts said in there in this uh interview and he was true it's like yeah he knows that you know PlayStation fans and Nintendo fans are gonna gloat and talk about this and why this is a you know major you know the win for them but he said it's really not a win it's not a it's not a win it's not really a win it's a it's a loss for gaming in general because if Xbox is not competing at a peak level it's not good for gaming the gaming industry because now when you try to come out with these first party AAA games people are going to be hesitant to want to come out with this and see if it's worth investing in and they're going to go to licensing games and stuff like that rather than come up with original games and he was absolutely right about that I he put it was a great perspective he put a great point to it when you put it that way it makes sense because if there's more failures in AAA games then most likely companies will be more hesitant to put their money and investment in these games now with that said with that said part of me still wondered had he would had that person would have said that if the shoe was in the other foot if it was nintendo that was failing to produce AAA games or new games if it was sony that was failing to produce AAA games and new games would he also say the same thing? Would would it be a loss, or would they be gloating? And I have reason to believe. I don't know these people in particular. I don't know their their character or whatever. But I, it's, I would be, I would be hard pressed to not believe that they would be gloating a little bit. But because it is the Xbox. You know, you got to put things into perspective because to ease the pain of the reality that Xbox is not competing at the level of the other two games, but they haven't been competing with the level of the two games for a very long time. It's just now they're at a level, they're at a point where they can't deny it. And Phil Spencer did not deny it. And one of the most things, one of the, this is a a exact statement in quote from Phil Spencer. And you can watch it it is episode 137 of phil Spen- of the phil spencer interview in Redfall reviews in the activision deal which is something that's another thing that is um an issue with xbox is that the activision deal was put on halt because they were considered it mon- monopolization of some sort or whatever like that so they couldn't get the activision deal completely so they lost out on that um or they're losing out on that so that's an issue that bill spencer has to deal with as well so he has so much going on right now I, I honestly I fell for the guy I fell for the position that he's in right now and they if you guys remember they acquired a lot of these new developers and he, one of the things that he said the reason why it didn't turn out the way that they did because they didn't fully what well, they acquired these guys to do what they wanted them to do they didn't he didn't want to he didn't exactly want them to fall in suit for fall suit to what, um, what the fans want. They wanted them to create what they did best and not just do what, you know, the, you know, Xbox wanted them to do per se, um, it in that stretch, but, but in doing so they didn't try to, they didn't take time to help them structure it in the way implementing the elements that made Xbox exclusivity games or Xbox AAA games so great so they brought him in let them it's for what it sounds like they he, they brought him in let them do what they do but didn't give them the tools all the tools needed to make the quality games that would make xbox great and that was one of the things that he kind of owned up to in this interview the other thing that he owned up to and this is a direct statement here And he said this right here, I I can't even imagine. I can't even fathom being an Xbox fan, especially one who kind of boasts on on social media and gloats. This is, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe that this happened because in one year, the PC community and the Xbox community are humbled. These are two communities that would always boast about how superior they are compared to other consoles and how superior they are compared to other companies. In one year, we will remember 2023 for being the year that both the PC community and Xbox community are humbled. And no matter what you say in 2024, five, six, seven, eight, during this current generation of gaming, no matter what people say online and God forbid, if you don't know about what's going on in the Xbox community, you're on an Xbox and you're still gloating out there, please, if you're doing it still stop it now, because the, the, the comeback is going to be somebody throwing up the link to this pay to this, uh, interview with Phil Spencer and listening to the following quote, such as I know this will upset tons of people in the Xbox community, quote unquote, I'm going to repeat that. I know this will upset a ton of people, he said, but it just, it's just the truth of the matter when your third place in the console marketplace and the two, and the top two players are as strong as they are. I'm going to read that one more time. If you're an Xbox fan didn't comprehend what the hell he just said. I know this will upset a ton of people, but it's just the truth of the matter. When you're third place in the console war in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are. He talked about the fact that Xbox one, is not competing with Nintendo switch and the Sony PlayStation five that they are third place. And guess what? That's something that a lot of people already knew from the jump. If you ever looked at an E3 showcase, if you ever watched, if you monitored and followed E3 through over the years, you always knew PlayStation was the marquee event. PlayStation was the PlayStation. I say this, I said this before PlayStation and Sony is to E3 as Marvel studios are to San Diego Comic-Con. Meaning when people go to E3 events and when people go to San Diego comic-con. They're there to see Marvel and PlayStation because Marvel and PlayStation always provide the Epic announcements. They don't, they, you get what you paid for you. It's worth the price of admission. And you know, some Epic things are coming within a year that are going to take your money. Gratefully and gracefully, I might add. And then there's Xbox that just has their own niche of brand of games that a niche amount of people like. These niche amount of people are in their own bubble and within that bubble, they believe that, you know, the world looks mighty good to them and whatever it is they think they see becomes a tootsie roll. Or an Xbox in this case. So amongst saying that you know he said that they're not giving up and you know that you know the fact that he just owned up to it and he was upset and he was very disappointed in how you know redfall you know came out and you know stuff and that's when he mentioned about the third party um you know the developers that they acquired and such like that and um you know this was a honest 40 minute as fortune magazine would call it 40 uh honest 40 minute Mia culpa in which he amplified his job was on the line after a series of self inflicted blunders as fortune magazine uh, has you know greatly put it here you can see this interview right now it is available it is not going anywhere they're not going to take it down again what i took from this is that one and and, and he also uh, let me go on before I even say what we can learn from this too. He also stated too and quoted, it's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console shares shift in a dramatic way. We lost the worst to, we lost, we lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox. That's what he said. Um, he, he talked about it, like how, you know, the Xbox series X would chip away at sales of the place of the Sony PlayStation five and Nintendo switch. He's openly admitting that they didn't do enough to win this war. How as a Xbox fan, how is it at an Xbox fan that you can try to deny At, at Okay. I probably mentioned this before, but I'll say it again There's a psychology term i believe it's a psychology term it's called confirmation bias we've seen it a lot during the election uh especially at the time you know the recent presidential election and whatnot and it doesn't just go from the election it goes in general confirmation bias a good a good example of this if you watch daily show and watch jordan Klepper do his segments you know exactly what this is basically Confirmation bias, I'll give an example, is when somebody goes online and says Xbox is superior and PC is superior no matter what. Or for whatever reason they believe it is. But you find you show proof as to why it's not. And then you show this, you show articles about, you know, an, like multiple games on the PC is not living up to standards and there's a lot of issues crash bugs glitches whatnot and then in terms of xbox you see this interview with phil spencer and you see reports about what phil spencer said and you show them that and you have the evidence clear factual evidence in front of their face showing them that what they believe it shows contrary to what they believe and it's factual you can't get any more factual than the man himself saying it out of his mouth that they are third place, that they did not live up to expectations, that they can't compete with the Xbox, I mean, with the PlayStation 5 or the um, Nintendo Switch. But you, after seeing this, still denies it, still tries to re- deflect from it. That is, conf- that is what you call confirmation bias. We, fi- we find confirmation in proof of which you're claiming, in contrast to what you're claiming, in other words, and you're still denying it, even though it's right in front of your face, that is confirmation bias, people learn that. If you sit there after Phil Spencer, the CEO of of Xbox in that division, if you sit there and still try to claim that this is still superior to the PlayStation, when the very when the CEO of this company waved the proverbial white flag again. If you don't, if you own an Xbox but don't know who Phil Spencer is at this point, why are you on an Xbox? It's like Phil Spencer again is a business executive and the CEO of Xbox Game Studios. He's head of the X, Xbox brand. And he openly admitted they weren't competing after years of battling and competing with PlayStation and Nintendo, even though Nintendo doesn't, doesn't compete with any of these consoles. They are not in the, they're, they're they're not in war with them. Those two companies are in war with Nintendo. Nintendo has been around for over 130 years. They are not in competition. Okay. If you can't, if you can't. Admit. if the CEO can stand up and openly admit defeat there's no reason why anybody else can and that's the reason why I commend him and that's the reason why I'm a fan of him because it takes a lot and that's why I hope I am rooting for Xbox and I'm rooting for Phil Spencer to get through this and make Xbox the game console that, that fans want and deserve because you need a man and a leader like that on your side, because if he's able to openly admit, and it's hard to openly admit, especially in the corporate world, corporate, let me tell you, after working in corporate for so long, corporations do not like to admit defeat. It is customary to not admit defeat, even though it is there, they'll work their way around it. They'll sweep it under the rug. They'll try to use, you know, terminology that will, that deflects the idea that they screwed up, that they have lost the fight. But they will not admit defeat bill spencer did and it took a lot of courage to do so two let me see 267 views in eight days of this episode i don't know how many people have watched it fully because you know, it's, this is, this is, um, this is YouTube. So all you need is a few seconds to watch something for it to do. But I got a feeling that these 267 views are more organically watched thoroughly than most, because you can't, this is something, this is a must watch type of interview when somebody admits defeat, when somebody of his stature admits defeat against two powerhouses, two other powerhouses, I would say you got to watch it. And I watched every minute of this interview and I, when I left it, I had nothing but respect for Phil Spencer after this, you know, how many of us don't admit when we're wrong about something in this world, let's take more of a lesson of the lesson here is not to focus on the, the failures. Of the Xbox and the failures of Phil Spencer, let's look at this as a positive. Of he owns up to it, and if he owns up to it, I I got high hopes that they're gonna bring Xbox back into into something that people will love in that community, that's something worthwhile to be proud of doing. And in order, usually, for people to do that, they need to admit their wrongs, admit their faults. I always say this on this show or any show. You only lose when you don't know how you lost Phil Spencer knows how knew how he lost. And now with that information, with that data, with that fact, he can turn it around to know what to do. There is no problem with failing or being at fault. It's only a problem when you don't own up to it and to have Phil Spencer and and do so passionately, because. He did it. When you listen to him, when you watch that segment and you look at his face, he's upset. He's genuinely upset. He's not only upset as a a CEO, but he's upset as a fan, as a gamer, as a guy who grew up loving games. That's not what he wanted to do. That's not what we wanted him to do. That's not what the Xbox community wanted him to do. But if you look at the passion in his voice and it looks on his face when he talks about it, You can't, you don't want to, you know, take time to gloat. You got to respect a guy like this. I respect Phil Spencer. I'm a fan of Phil Spencer. I am rooting for this dude so much because I want more people like Phil Spencer out in this world who can, if we have more people admitting that they're wrong about things, do you know how much growth happens when you admit false? Let me tell you, the reason why I am able to do what I'm doing today is because I admit faults and I focus on those faults and failures. And I learn what not to do the next time around, because we do have another opportunity to correct what we did wrong. And if we own up and it just goes so far, you know, this, so it goes so far in terms of people who've done wrong in life. I'm not just talking about celebrities or whatnot, like celebrities have done wrong, but celebrities are humans, which means they're just like us, which means we're just as capable as them to make mistakes and have faults. It's just they're in the spotlight. So they are put in public opinion, the court of public opinion, if you will. But if you understand what you did wrong and you work to make it right and you do, you should be allowed that you should be allowed and commended to do so. It takes a lot to own up to faults. It takes a lot to tell the truth. It takes a lot. It, trust me, I had to do it myself. You know what's funny? I, you know how I did that? I read the Tao of Ji Kun which is Bruce Lee's infamous um, book that he wrote, which talks, which uh, teaches you some of his uh, martial arts skills, but it also provides a lot of philosophical uh, theories and thoughts of how to live life, you know, in a Taoist sense. But one of the things that always imprinted in my head was that he has this little, you know, um, philosophical deal that focuses on truth, how to embrace the truth, how to seek truth, how to overcome truth and how to acknowledge truth, to become truth. And a lot of that stems from admitting fault, because if you failed and you deny why you failed, then you will never win. You will never succeed in how to overcome that failure. I just had this conversation. There's somebody, I am not naming names that is in, um, the ACMG Facebook group who every time I talk to this person, they see what I do and they see what opportunities I get based on the quality of work that I provide on this podcast, on the ACMG brand on, and whatever they see what I do. They want to do what I do, but they don't put in the effort of what they do. These are just, this, this person is just one of those people who just wants to, she just, I I hate to say it, yeah, this is she (laughs) or they or them, whatever. Um, they want to provide, they, they want instant gratification without providing the quality needed to get that gratification. You have to provide quality. In what you do and if you don't do it you need to find out why did you do it see who is getting those qualifications and acquisitions and look and compare them to what you're doing that's how i did it i looked at you know things that i you know elements that i was inspired by and tried to live up to that and when i did that's when i get noticed that's when i provided the the information the the, the opportunities if you will the you know working networks that i do because i had to learn it took years to do it's not something that's going to be instant and this person she wants it to be instant she was like it, she doesn't want to put in total work and that's not how it work you want to be accepted by major you know companies and be acknowledged by people in the, in the zeitgeist and you know be noticed in people in the elements that you which you want to be focused on you had to provide the quality. I tell this to my clients all the time. All of my clients who I, you know, do brand management and create their brands for, it's not just about having the quality brand, but you got to put in the work as well. So it's a two-part system. If you do great work, you got to have a brand that equals that equals the equivalency of that work. My wife is a great example of this. My wife has her own business. She does really well, and pet care, uh, in pet care, and now dog training and i provided her with the branding that met that quality that helped her stand out from the rest when you have those two parts working together you create something special and something that is more memorable for people and if you don't understand that then maybe you need to take time to do so and it sometimes it takes years sometimes it takes years of schooling sometimes it takes years of you know studying and understanding and you know asking people and reaching out to people whatnot. not but it does but if you don't own up to that and understand why you didn't, you will not do it. Phil Spencer does that. That is why he is in the position that he is in. And with that said, I hope because I owned an Xbox before, and this is why I say like Xbox is not crap. Xbox just does not provide games that everybody can play. But the games that they do or did are great our quality are solid at least up to this point it is something they still got legs to stand on i would slightly disagree to say that like you know he when he said having coming out with a quality game doesn't help it does it really does because you can say what you will but if you come out with a breath of the wild or a Metroid Dread or a God of War or a Mario Odyssey, or a you could have, like they have, here's the thing. It's not, what they have has nothing to do with their hardware. Their hardware is quality. It's the selection of games that they have. And yes, if you have one game that just happens to be an awesome game that brings all the boys and girls to the yard or they are them to the yard, they will come. Literally the Field of Dreams saying, However, it's said, if they build it, if you build it or they build it, they will come. I know my man Boris Aguilar knows the exact quote to that. But, you know, this, this the saying that normally people believe that is called, said is if you build it, they will come. It is. It is. I, I, I just totally believe that because if Nintendo didn't have Zelda, if Nintendo didn't have Mario or Metroid, what else? I mean... It would just be a normal generic series that they would be in the same position as Xbox. If PlayStation didn't have Spider-Man and uncharted and, 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 um, God of war and horizon forbidden West, it'd be in the same position as Xbox. It's not the hardware. It's the selection of games followed by the hardware. And the fact that yes, your game needs to be solid. You, you need to have these triple A quality games that we all expect. Like for the minute that we get into these games, that there is no issues with these games. You can't say that these games, it's not about the games when, again, when I played God of War from start to finish, no issues. Horizon Forbidden West, no issues. Spider-Man and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, no issues. Zelda, Breath of the Wild, no issues. Zelda, Hyrule Warriors, uh, Calamity, Age of Calamity, no issues. And it, I, I I would, I only played an hour of this, but I got a feeling I won't have a problem with tears in the mountain either. So I would tend to disagree that in, six, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Final Fantasy 7, or 16, or 11, or 10, or nine. <laughs> you know i would be i would be remiss if i didn't mention those games hell we can throw in uh street fighter four and five too without those games what up you know it would just be in the same position as xbox but with that said thank you phil spencer for being so open so being so honest for being so brave was probably one of the bravest things i've seen this year in the world of gaming i want us as gamers as fans as humans to look at what he did and root for this man if you're whether you're a playstation owner you're um nintendo owner or an xbox owner look at what he did learn from him Be inspired what he did and root for him that this company will come back on 2024 and beyond to the grace to, you know, give an experience that not only Xbox fans, core fans can love, but everybody can, but also just make quality games again, because he is a fan at heart and you want people like him, honest people like him in a deal. Like he didn't have to come on anywhere to say what he said and did what he did, but he did he was open and honest about it all we could do right now is root for them in the xbox community but like um like if you're an xbox dude just learn from this we all need to be humble like him and and kudos to him and i wish them all the best from there so folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it like i've been saying all through this episode i w- immediately after this if you're just now listeners, I'm probably knee deep in the, uh, tears of a mountain right now, and I will give you a full review of that. And we'll talk about that all next week, as well as whatever's coming and there soon, um, for that deal. But, um, also I am happy to announce because I just announced this yesterday that I will be bringing talk time live back to New York in October, because I will be going to New York comic-con I just got the press approval and I should be expecting that coming down the line um thank you again to repop for accepting me once again (laughs) so I'll be going once again and I'm bringing some really awesome camera gear this time with me I can't wait to test that new that new my new baby out so I will be uh bringing there coming in and probably uh, I just told uh Boris from uh Sunday night's main event and first of all congratulations to him too he's now the new host of sunday night's main event i should add that uh, go to check him out on t uh, tsn radio he is now the new full host and uh should be an awesome awesome host he he does great i love working with him and uh look forward to you know being on the Ramb- uh, Rambling uh rampage uh podcast with him very soon not this weekend because there's just too much going on and rampage is preempted scheduled to a later time so i got sunday's show to do so i i won't probably won't be making that one but you know um yeah man this is gonna be a crazy week so breath it um tears of the mountain will be next week i will be coming back to new york comic con um this october so if you are a cmg fan if you're a fan of this show please look out for me because i am going to have acmg specially made gear that you'll be able to find um me wearing during that time so whether it's the hat is the whatever i'm gonna be rocking some acmg gear um on the way that's actually should be coming soon so if you see me if you see my low, if you see the logo of acmg and the guy black guy wearing it that's me you can find me there in a big ass you know gimbal and camera or whatever like that that's gonna be me so i'm gonna have a lot of fun uh for the third time around me and my wife are gonna enjoy it we're gonna go see trevor noah while we're there too so looking forward to all that uh also this week on the prime show i will be reviewing ultraman season 4 on netflix can't wait to really check that out so looking forward to uh watching that and giving my review of that and all of the news that has happened this week because there is some awesome things that have happened this week next week again tears of the mountain and then following that it will be fast 10 uh, that movie will be arriving next week. And then we're just counting down the days before street fighter six come baby. I cannot freaking wait for that. So, Oh folks, thank you again. If you love this episode and every episode of our show, feel free to go to our official website at talktomlive.com You can check out all of our audio episodes, our video exclusives, including recently with Jeffrey Chamba, Cruz, Molly Flanagan, um, uh, who's my man from uh give me a sec i gotta go in there now so many people recently uh jeffrey cruz Champa cruz who just recently did the street fighter he did some covers for the street fighter six uh comic book that just arrived uh in the coming weeks molly flanagan my good friend who will be coming to philadelphia for fan expo which i will also be attending to i can't wait to hang out with her sam volley from uh hyper focus games as well My man, uh, Kyle Abair, who, if you guys remember, he just uh, hit me up with a awesome Street Fighter 6 uh, liner for the show. Always appreciate having him. I wish I was able to see him when he came to Greater PA, uh, but that fell through. But uh, hopefully, he'll come down again uh, soon. But nonetheless, we got almost up to 40, I believe I counted 40 interviews, uh, you know, uh, video interviews that I did. But there's actually, in general, way more interviews if you combine both audio and video together, there's some um, audio episodes that I uh, just never got a chance to do video with because I wasn't doing video at the time. But if you go onto to our search engine on the podcast page, you can find it there. I also have media content as well. Check out myself on Sunday night's main event. My debut of that, you can check out my panel interviews um, with the likes of the cast of Bleach, the cast of Sailor Moon. The ca- we do a uh, Sailor Moon trivia with uh this with some of the cast members as well. The cast of that time I got reincarnated as a slime, my hero academia, the OG Pokemon crew, and much more. Like just go, go to the website, you'll love it. I get there's a lot of great content there. Also have some blog entries in there as well that you could check out too. Um, just a lot of great content that I put together for the website. And if you also like to follow us on our favorite podcast platforms wherever we're Podcasts are played. that is including Spotify iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Podbean TuneIn Audible Pocket Cast Pandora you name it we are there go out of your way check us out support this group and keep us going and keep us growing always so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime, comics, movies and games this is ACMG presents Talk Time Live I M out of here. Take care and enjoy that damn game called Zelda: Tears of the Mountain. Take care.